fashion. This is all in for the love of the game. This is Love Set Match. Andre Agassi had this goal, you don't have to be better than everyone else in the draw when you go out on the court. Like, you have to be better than someone that's across the net. I think you got to stay active in a sport sense, you know, go out there, do some sports. I think it always makes you feel better, maybe you're more tired in the very moment, but actually the rest of the day feels better. And then I think giving back as well, you know, making other people happy is going to give you a good feeling too. Hey, welcome to Tennis Pal Chronicles, the podcast to feed your passion for all things tennis. I'm your host, Philip Kim, also known as Coach PK, the tennis pro for the Langham Huntington Hotel in sunny Southern California. My wonderful co-host, Valerie, is busy packing for Europe and actually texted me as she was getting on the plane. So she will be landing at the French Open soon. I can't wait to share some of her experiences with you. And speaking of the French Open, this is the first official week of Roland Garros, and there is a ton of anticipation for this year. Will Rafa Nadal be healthy enough to book his mind-blowing 14th title? So always is a special feeling. Will 19-year-old Carlos Alcaraz continue his dominant display of tennis and spoil the Nadal party? Will defending champion Djokovic have a resurgence, and take the trophy back to Serbia again. In a recent interview after winning the Italian Open in Rome and securing his 1,000th ATP Tour win, he said he liked his chances. Well, uh, to some extent, it's a relief because, you know, after everything that happened in the beginning of the year, uh, it was important for me to, to win a big title and especially with the Grand Slams coming up, uh, where I obviously want to play my best um, and be at the level of confidence, I think, more than ju just just the game, where, where, where I want to be in order to, to have a chance to, to win the title. Um, Rome, historically, has always been a place where when I felt down a little bit or maybe didn't have as, as good of results, I always kind of found, found my... My groove here because of the support, because of uh, an amazing energy that the crowd gives and uh, on and off the court. Um, so, yeah, I couldn't ask for a better better week, really. Uh, played a perfect set today, didn't drop a set the whole tournament. Um, I, I trusted the process, really, when I started training on clay. I knew that um, even though I did not have tournaments prior to Monte Carlo, I still felt rusty on the court and just I knew that um, I'm a kind of player that uh, particularly on clay needs more time, you know, at least three, four weeks to, to really get to desired level. And historically, that's always been the case. And um, I usually peak here in Rome. So, um, you know, I've had six titles, but also had a lot of finals and semifinals. So always a really good week of tennis with a lot of matches and um, competitiveness on the court. So. Anything that I was really looking for, um, for here in Rome, I got. Um, it's a perfect kind of preparation and, and lead up to Roland Garros. Uh, think with the rankings and uh, the way I've been playing in the last few weeks, I, 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 I would rate myself as one of the favorites. But, you know, I don't obviously spend too much time uh, thinking who's going who's gonna to win it or who might have the best chance. 
I always think about myself and I go there with the highest ambitions and particularly because of the, the way I played here. So I, I really like, like my chances. Um, obviously the draw and everything, it's not something that you can affect, but you know, it, it's going to also determine a little bit of, of my trajectory to, to, the, to the later stages of the event. But you know, uh, best of five, you play every second day, it's a grand slam. It's different, really. The Grand Slams are played different and you, with, you have to approach it differently. And um, But the way I've been feeling uh, on, on the court and off the court in the last few weeks, I, I really think I can, I can go far. It's hard to believe Novak Djokovic has just turned 35 years old and is the oldest man to win the title in Rome in the open era. He's playing incredibly well. You've got to like his chances. On the women's side, no one is more dominant in the moment than Iga Swiatek. Since her winning streak began in February, she has lost just five sets and now wins her fifth straight title. She will be the defending champion at Roland Garros and need to deal with all the pressure that comes with being world number one, defending champion. But so far, we've seen no weaknesses in her game and good luck, Iga. Well, Roland Garros will also be the swan song for Joe Wilfred Sanga, one of our old-time favorites, who is now 37 years old. He reached the high of number five, getting to the final of the 2008 Australian Open. It's going to be sad to see his last match. Valerie was actually hoping to be there, which would be amazing. And his compatriot, Gail Monfils, says he was forced to withdraw from the Open Parc de Lyon and the French Open this week. In his words, he said, I have been bothered by a spur since Monte Carlo at my right heel, which prevents me from moving properly on the court. Unquotes. Another person we'll be missing is Matteo Berrettini. He's back on the practice courts after undergoing surgery on his right hand in March, but the world's number eight comeback schedule will not include competing at Roland Garros the big question marks are, of course, Rafa Nadal, as we mentioned, Naomi Osaka, Emma Raducanu, and Andy Murray. Stay tuned to find out if they are going to be playing or not. Well, today I'm happy to share with you a short interview with my new friend that I met on the Tennis Pal app. As you know, this podcast is Tennis Pal Chronicles, sponsored by Tennis Pal, and we are so grateful for their sponsorship. Download the app at TennisPal.com. I thought it would be fun for you to compare your experiences of using the app with hers. So please welcome my new friend, Tram Dang. Welcome to Tennis Pal Chronicles. I'm chatting with my new friend, Tram Dang, and she is in Chicago. Is that right, Tram? Yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm so excited to speak to you. Um, But yeah, I'm in Chicago right now. So Tram and I connected through the Tennis Pal app. I sent her a message because uh, she actually liked one of my posts, I think. That's what it was. Um, and I said, hey, someone liked my post. So I messaged her and I said, hey, I'd love to talk to you about Tennis Pal. And she responded. So that's how easy it is to use the app. And we're super excited about it. And Tram, I just wanted to get your feedback so far on you know the, the app and how that's working. But first, tell me a little bit about your tennis and how you got excited about tennis and how you started and and where you are now. Yeah, so I started playing tennis when I was pretty young, when I was like 
in middle school, and it started out just hitting with my brother. Um, and then in high school, I played um, on my high school team, but oh, we were always self-taught. My brother and I, we just watched Wimbledon like all over, like all throughout the summer. And uh, we would go nice. to our nearby like Safeway wall, which Safeway is like kind of like a um, convenience store or not convenience store, a grocery store in Virginia, which is very similar to like a jewel. Um, and we would just hit against the wall and just learn from doing that, just watching and then mimicking what we saw. Um, and we taught ourselves and I was able to play competitive, competitively in high school, but all self-taught. Um, and that's where my passion for tennis have grown. Um, I loved it and continue to play throughout college and um, in my adult life as well. That's great. I often hear that people who play tennis in high school really fall in love with the sport because of the team atmosphere and you're, you know, you're on the same team, you're rooting for each other, there's a lot of encouragement. Um, sometimes, unfortunately, the coaching isn't you know, where it needs to be at the high school level, but so great that you had such a great experience. And uh, a lot of times, I think the pattern is people play high school, they had such a great time, they get super busy in college, they have a career, and then they're at a place in their life where like, you know what, I need some physical exercise and I love tennis. Uh, so it sounds like similar to your story, but it sounds like you've been playing all along though, right? Yeah, I just it's something I just really enjoy. Like when I'm playing tennis, it doesn't feel like um, exercising to me. It's, you know, it's my hobbies. I, yeah. I like doing it. Um, you know, two hours can go by and it still doesn't feel like I'm exhausted or like I'm, you know, when I'm running, it's like different because I'm just like thinking about like, when is it going to end um, kind of thing? <laughs> When's that mile is going to be over? But when I'm playing tennis, it doesn't the treadmill. seem like, yeah, it doesn't seem like such a, you know, tough um exercise for me so as I get older it's my own like I love doing it because it's a great exercise as well yeah that's so true that's what I love about tennis is not only is it exercise but it's it's really playing a game and it's fun and you don't feel the exercise until the end or maybe the next day (laughs) (laughs) yeah sometimes when it's a tough match yeah for sure and tell me a little bit about your tennis scene in your area where are you from and like where do you usually play and how what's it like so Chicago is really hard to play tennis because, you know, the winter is very difficult. And um, also the, the courts in Chicago are not in the best shape. Um, but there are um, public indoor courts um, and also like uh, clubs that you can join that has indoor courts as well um, that you could play throughout the year, uh, or especially in the winter time. Um, so usually that's what I do. Um, I usually connect with people on the app, and usually we play. Uh, we, if we can get a court at a public court indoor, we do that. Or it's, uh, we have to join um, a gym or a member of a, a court that has a um, indoor courts um so that's another way of playing for me in chicago um but when i was traveling for work i met so many people like i used to travel for work to san francisco and la and the app was very active there were so many more people using it and playing tennis in that area so i played a lot of it um when i was 
when I used to travel. So that's great. Um, just hearing the story about how it's so useful when you're on the road. Because for me, I haven't used it in that way yet. I did actually just play this weekend with someone that I met online, and he had played in college as well. Uh, so we just had a great hit, which was a lot of fun. What what specific places have you played in Chicago? Like if you if someone was from Chicago area, where would you recommend for them to play? The best court um, in Chicago, it's called McFedrick. Um, that's an indoor public um, facility. So you don't have to be a member. Um, you just pay like, I think it's $20 an hour. Um, and you can just oh, show wow. up and play for an hour or two hours. Um, but the best outdoor court um, is probably in the city. Uh, you get to see like um, the, the skyline. It's really pretty. Um, and that's you know, downtown. Um, and they, they do a really good job of like keeping it and maintaining the court. And then that's just free. And it's like every hour they turn over. So you have to go somewhere else, but it's a great, you know, place to play, um, in Chicago for me. And have you tried playing in a league or connecting with the community in that way? I have not. I just really enjoyed, um, playing like, just one-on-one with somebody i've not ever yeah, joined a league getting out before. there and rallying yeah. so yeah. no i've never played Great. in a league and how how hard is it to find someone to play with in your area um in chicago it's not that hard um there's a lot of active user now um i actually joined tennis pal like years ago i think it's been like four years maybe last but and back then, there was, like, of course, nobody. But now there's a lot of players that are um, on the the website or on, on the app. So it's easy to find someone to play with and connect with. That's great. That's awesome. Sometimes I've got to imagine being a cute girl on the, the app, it, uh, you know, draws a lot more attention than someone like me. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just wondering what your experience is like as a girl on the app and, and messaging with people. Yeah, so I mean, I get a lot and, of, and even meeting them in person too. <laughs> I mean, I get a, I get a lot of people, a lot of guys messaging me to play, but I also get girls as well. But yeah, um, it's easier just to connect with them right away, um, and just be able to play with them. But my connection with people, with you know, people that I've met through the app has been great. Um, it's you know something that I've always. I joke about because uh, I met this one guy, shout out to Kanla, um, but he lives in San Francisco and he's like, uh, lied to me about his age, which I don't really care. It doesn't really matter because I feel like on the app, you have like, <laughs> um, you have like the, you know, the, the level, the different level. And um, as long as like the, the levels are the same, people who are just like the same level as me, that's like mostly what I care about. I don't, it doesn't matter like how old you are, or how young you are. But he was like 21 and he yeah. said he was 30 just so that I would go and meet up with him to play. But I mean, that's just like the silliest thing on the app, but it's a great app to just randomly meet people everywhere. So I think it's not, it, you know, not too crazy. That's so awesome. It is the tender of tennis app <laughs> in my opinion though, but... <laughs> that's good but it sounds like you've had so, some pretty good experiences as well can you share like one of your stories that you've uh, played with someone and maybe kept in touch or yeah one of my really good tennis friend um is from the app uh but he lives in san francisco the one that lied to me about his age um 
we've connected through uh, I was traveling and we just like <laughs> yeah it was just, like he messaged me and I was like it was such a great day like so beautiful outside and he has shown me so many great tennis courts in San Francisco and um yeah it's been really fun playing with him I think he's the one person I've really connected with it with um on the app but um and he's talked about all, how his experience has been and he loved like meeting a lot of people through the app as well so um you know it's great in that sense that's why I think that's it's super like the, thank yeah. you for sharing that and hopefully we don't get him into too much trouble by <laughs> telling oh, his story he's fine he's <laughs> he loves i actually it. see some rackets behind you so tell tell me what you play I with you what's your weapon Prince, of choice um oh sorry head and then uh, the 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 friend that I met, um, his name is Kandala, um, in San Francisco. He introduced me to Babola, Babola, um, and that's what I've been using. Yeah, yeah Babola. You said it. Yes. Yeah. So that's what I've been using lately, and I really like it. That's great. Well, if you ever come out to LA again for your work, I would of course love to host you out here. And uh, there's free courts to play all over Los Angeles, as you probably saw. Um, and I actually, I saw a picture on your Instagram. Uh, if you don't mind me, I'll share your Instagram with people as well, uh, which is Tram B Dang on Instagram. And I saw a picture of you at Indian Wells, which was really cool. Yeah, I actually, um, I played at, in Los Angeles at the La- Los Angeles Athletic Club. Uh, before, so I love okay. that. I love yeah, famous, that. Um, famous court. Yeah, it was really fun. I was, I, I know a member there. So, um, yes, I went to Indian Wells last year in October. It was very, very hot, but oh my god, it was such a great experience because the court, the main court, you're very close to the player, no matter where you're sitting. So it's it's different from U.S. Right. Open. I've been to the U.S. Open like years ago. Um, the U.S. Open is like you if you're not sitting like close to the players it's hard to like even see much um but with indian wells it was really cool because you know you were able to be like so close to them um no matter where you were uh you're where your seats were yeah indian wells were really good time i loved it and did you have a chance to see any of the players on the practice courts because that's really cool where you can get super close Yes, I did. Um, but I actually only went um, the last two days. So for the finals and then the semifinals. Oh, so most of them had left yeah, already. Yeah, a lot of them have already left. Um, but it was, yeah, those those uh, practice courts are really cool too because you got to be very up close and personal. Yeah, it's really uh, my favorite tournament, the way that they run it. And they've put so much money into it and in building all these new stadiums now. So, But it, f- it feels very accessible, like Stadium 6, you, you're on those bench seating, but you're very, very close to the courts. And so, you know, like John Isner once broke a racket and, and he just handed it to somebody. He literally can just hand it over the fence. That's how close he is to and people. And the so, fans at of- Indian Wells are so awesome. They're like really, really passionate. <laughs> um, they're like really. I that's. I feel like when 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 players are saying like it's because of you, the fans that are you know I'm able to play this well. It's so true. The energy there, it's like so different. The fans are like really into it, um, just the whole time, like chanting yeah. and yeah, it's great. 
Yeah, that's the wonderful thing about tennis. I believe it's really a community sport, and uh, it really is people connecting, not only because they love the game, but also because they play as well. So they really see themselves you know, on the court. They, they imagine themselves playing doubles or singles. And uh, I do the same, you know, I dream of playing on <laughs> some of the best courts in the world. That would be amazing if I could ever do that. I so, mean, it's one of those sports I'm, where you can pick it up at any age, in my opinion. You know, I think it's so easy to play and, um, and so you know, it's not, you know, you don't need like a whole team like soccer or basketball or I don't know, but yeah, it's like a very, or football. It's a very easy sport to play with or to pick up as, as you get older or even, you know, at any age. So. Right. I mean, I can't imagine playing competitive basketball right now. You know, I think I would just age out, but the nice thing is that tennis, I, I, there are actually people on the court that come out with me that are 70, 80, 90 years old and still playing. So it's amazing that they are still involved in it. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. So do you have a favorite tennis player or uh, do you follow certain players? Uh, are you I love the young way? ones. Um, I like the ones that are just up and coming, like Emma and uh, ne- uh, Osaka. Um, they're not doing really well yeah, right now, but awesome. I just like it's just they're amazing. Like I think they are just changing tennis as a whole. I think they're creating a lot of like um, momentum and like I don't know this. I think they're making it more present like tennis more fun and more like a sport that people can um you know enjoy uh watching as well as playing so yeah I love I love the young kids that are coming up right now yeah, I, it's really exciting. I actually call them the new kids, but uh, Iga Swiatek uh, has become world number one now, and she's so young. And uh, also Carlos Alcaraz, who just uh, won in Barcelona in his hometown, and man, that guy hits the ball so crazy hard, and has like the best defense. So, uh, and how, how old is he? I think he's nineteen or twenty now. Yeah, so it's exciting it's to watch them. The level they're playing. It's so yeah. exciting to watch them. I feel like when I was their age so I was like no way as good as they are so yeah it's- <laughs> <laughs> yeah and even Rublev he just beat Djokovic um in Serbia in Djokovic's home t- tournament which you know you, can you imagine with all those people yelling and screaming for <laughs> Novak and you're playing against them you know and, and and yet he still won so the mental strength it takes to do that is kind of amazing. It's definitely a big mental game for sure. I think tennis, uh, mental game is more than physical game. Well, getting back to the app, is there anything that you would like to see, you know, uh, different in the app or things that you feel like would be enhanced? And how can we get some of, more of your friends into the sport? I think one thing I would change about the app is probably the scheduling, maybe like a calendar or like some sort of like, you know, set time invite kind of thing. I don't know how that's possible, but um, that's like the one thing that would probably make it easier to connect with people because sometimes the messaging can lag um and like dating you know like any dating app it's just hard to keep up with like the message with people so if it's like kind of like if you know someone's schedule and or you know that they're free at this certain time it's easier just to quickly set it up sure 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 
do you typically uh, stay in the app or do you, uh, you know, start texting uh, with your phone or do you use like any other way to connect with people? Um, I usually stay connected on the app until I meet the player. So um, we would schedule everything on the app. And then like once I meet the player and, you know, it's a good connection and we are able to, if I want to continue to play with them like uh, more, then I would connect outside of the app because yeah. it was just easier than just, because the app, I feel like it's not um, as efficient as just texting someone, obviously, with everything else. Yeah, the, the billions of dollars in the cellular industry. <laughs> yeah. Make it a little bit faster. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Well, we're so grateful that you're using the app and that it's helping you in your tennis game. That's so, so encouraging to us, and I can't wait to share this story. And thank you for allowing us to interview you and hear a little bit about your tennis. And, yeah, uh, really I love it. I love Tennis Pal, so this is really exciting to talk about it. And hopefully this will encourage people to join the app, and so I'll have more people to play with. So, um, yeah, this has been really fun. So, yeah, everyone check out Tennis Pal. All right. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. Now I'm, I'm excited to keep in touch with you and we can message back and forth. And um, yeah, anything I can do as a coach also to help you with your game or introduce you to people in LA. I don't know too many people off the top of my head in Chicago that I could refer you to. So you, I'm sure you know you're seen much better than I do. So Yeah, I'm always, I'm always in California. And so now we're traveling again for work and we have... Um, I have an office downtown in downtown LA, so in the Aon oh, building. I'm, um, nice. So I'm going to be back in the LA office pretty soon. Um, so yeah, I I love after work. I love to do that kind of stuff, like play tennis and go to yoga. Yeah, so. I'm like 15 minutes from downtown, so I'm okay. very close. Yeah, my um, my office on at a, my office is on Wilshire Boulevard. Um, so sure. Sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I coach at a, a hotel in Pasadena, but also on public courts uh, in the city I live is called Monterey Park, which is the best Chinese food in all of L.A. Okay. <laughs> Not yeah. only according to me, but Jonathan Gold. Uh, he, he picked like four of our restaurants and gave them all gold stars. So. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, some, yeah, I love I love the food in L.A. Food. I Best Korean food is in L.A. Japanese food, they're all in L.A. for sure, yeah. Yeah. Well, Chicago's not shabby either. I mean, you got a lot going on there. Yeah, it's not, but it's L.A. California is so different. Like the uni in California is so different. I love that kind of stuff. So, but yeah, Chicago's not. Yeah. It's it's has a Great. it's a very foodie uh, has a foodie scene, but yeah, L.A. food is on another level. <laughs> Have it's you ever super seen fresh? Of- I feel like. Oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah. But Chicago gets it from, well, I guess up up north, huh? In the Great Lakes. Yeah. Otherwise, you have to fly it in from both sides, right? Right. And I love I love sushi, so, um, yeah. Yeah. How, how did you end up in Chicago from your Virginia? You were originally from Virginia. Yeah, I was raised in Virginia, and then I went to school in New York City, I went to college in New York City and then I moved back to D.C. to work um, for a little bit. And then I moved to Chicago for the wrong guy. Just follow someone here and then just stayed here. Um, It's been eight years now, but 
It's um, the winters are、oh, wow. very, very hard. Like it's every winter, I'm like, I'm moving away, I'm leaving.、Um, but the summers、wow. are better. But yeah, the winter is just very harsh here. It's just it's very painful. Wow. Yeah, back in my former life, I used to come out to Taste of Chicago every year as a part of a production team that we did. And then we'd do a rave in the middle of like Chicago cornfields. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Late at night. So that was back in the day. And,、uh, and it was so hot and humid. And all of a sudden, a, a thunderstorm would just come through, boom, you know, and it, like everything、right. gets soaked. And then it would go away. And the weather was so dramatic. So. <laughs> Uh, it's, yeah, it's like it's, everyone <laughs> everyone only talks about the weather, the sports, and the crime in Chicago because that's there's nothing else to talk about. But yeah, the, <laughs> I just, I don't, like, but every time I'm in LA, I'm like, it's sunny and nice, and you already know exactly what's the weather it's going to be like. There's no, you know, question about it. It's already given. But in Chicago,、yeah. it's like you never know when it's going to change so fast. Like today、yeah. it was supposed to be nice, but now it's like raining and cold and it's terrible. Uh, and it was like today it's,、uh, it's, saying, it's saying 38 degrees. On, on Saturday it was 88 degrees. So it's、oh, like, no. I know,、oh, that's、no. the thing. It's so unpredictable. It's so. Put on a jacket. <laughs> it's so terrible. <laughs> Hopefully you'll get a transfer to LA and then you can play tennis you know, I know. all year round. I keep trying. I've been working for this company for two years. I've been trying to get transferred for two years now. It's. <laughs> it's not happening. I'm just a better person when I just, I like, I sleep with, like, I like warmth. Like, I sleep with, like, a radiator, like, a small port, like, a heater porter on,、um, like, in,、yeah. the, in, the, in the summer when the air condition is too cold. So, like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, like, a winter person at all. I hate the cold a lot. So. <laughs> 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 well, yeah, LA, Miami,、uh, Palm Springs, maybe. <laughs> yeah, we have an office in Deerfield Beach, Florida as well. So I was like, just take me anywhere else. <laughs> well, it's so nice chatting with you. I really enjoyed it and、uh, can't wait to hear more about your tennis online. So we'll connect that way. Thank you so much. And I'll send you the, the link to the interview as well so you can share it with your friends. and... Really appreciate it. Okay. Maybe, maybe in the future, if we get better video quality, I can actually you know, do a video interview for our YouTube channel. That would be fun. This is just all audio. Okay, yeah. I would love to keep talking about Tennis Pal if that will encourage more players on there. Sounds great. Sounds all right. Great. Thank you thank for you connecting.、So、I'll send you this、uh, recording. Okay. Bye, okay.、Friend. And a picture of me. Okay, bye. As a bonus to this episode, I'm including a great tennis update from legendary Venus Williams. Venus has restarted her YouTube channel and is posting some great content there. In this entry, she gives her update on not playing tennis this year, competitively on tour, living in Paris, and a whole lot more. I really enjoyed this interview, and I thought you would too. 
Hey everyone, how are you? It's Venus here, of course, and I just thought it'd be fun today to give you an update on my year because I get so many questions from you. What's happening? What are you doing? When are you coming back? Are you playing tennis? Are you retired? So I thought I'd just give you a rundown of how my year is going, and that way hopefully it'll answer your questions, or maybe I'll leave a little mystery. And of course, you know, if you like this, go ahead and subscribe to my channel, press like if you like it, all the things, you know what to do. So let's get started. So the year started out for me, well, of course, in the tennis world, the year starts out in January. And in January, the Australian Open started, and I've had some amazing memories at the Australian Open, but it was not the route I was taking this year. So instead of going to the Australian Open, I ended up going to Paris, which is, of course, where I live my best life. And as you know, I love Paris, and it's been like my favorite destination for the last few years. So I think that's a pretty good consolation going to Paris and um, having the opportunity of a lifetime to just, you know, eat croissants, <laughs> but not in excess, just like I'm allowed one croissant per trip. And so during that time, I had the opportunity to go to Fashion Week. And also during that time, too, I got a chance to um, go to Virgil's last show. So if you have not seen that video, you can check it out and see what that was like. So I spent a lot of time, of course, in Paris this year. And for the last six months, I went every month. So this is the first month, actually, that I have not been in Paris and it broke the streak. I was kind of hoping to do it every month for the next 12 months, but <clears throat> I could not rationalize or find a reason to go to Paris. Usually I always go because I have some work or I'm going to another country and then I find a way to get to Paris. This time there was no no space for it. And another reason why there was no space is I've been so busy. So I don't know if you guys have heard of this movie, King Richard. Yeah, so this is a film that was amazing and told the story of our family. So I spent all of March, normally when most tennis players are going to play the big tournaments in Indian Wells or playing in the Miami Open, I was at the Oscars. It was incredible. It was amazing. It was the first time that I had seen the Oscars and been to the Oscars. It was a once in a lifetime opportunity. And Serena and I, we found out the day before that we were going to open the show. So that was so crazy. I couldn't believe it. And as someone who's not so emotional, it actually brought a few tears to my eyes. I just couldn't believe that life had taken us to that place. So if you take your opportunities, more will come. Those are wise words from my sister Serena that she told me during the, before I walked out on the court in the 2005 Wimbledon. She told me, if you take your opportunities, more will come. And that is, I feel like it's a classic case. You just take your opportunities, you do your best, and then you those go beyond your wildest dreams. So we spent all of March going to the SAG Awards, the Critics' Choice Awards, the Producer Guild Awards. We were up for so many awards, and we brought home a few. And it was really the experience of a lifetime. So while I missed playing the tournaments, I actually got to do and experience so many other things. Uh, in April as well, there have been some really cool and amazing things. Um, we were able to announce my partnership with Lacoste, so I'm super excited about that. And then April was also Sjogren's Awareness Month. So as you know, I live with an autoimmune disease, so it was really called Sjogren's Syndrome. 
and I actually feel like I need to do more videos about that. So I'll put that on my list, but also it was really cool and amazing to be involved with the Sjogren's Syndrome Foundation and to support awareness for Sjogren's Syndrome for um, helping people to feel better sooner, get diagnosed faster, all those different things. So April was like a really big month for that. And then in March, it was so crazy. I'm just going back and forth, but in March, it was also so crazy because it was our big push for women's equity. And at my activewear brand, Eleven, we really do a lot of work for this throughout the year. But you know, of course, March is... Women's History Month, so it's important for us to really, you know, scream into the treetops about how women are not paid equally, and on the average, women are paid 82 cents the dollar that men are paid in the United States, and if it, if you're a minority, then you're paid less. If you leave the United States, guess what? Because, of course, all of my fans and everyone watching the channel aren't just from the United States. That gap gets wider, so it's something that we have to talk about to... To, to raise awareness and also to raise money to grassroots level. So we're involved with Girls Inc. And we were able to help this organization raise money and also to let people know about this. So we had some really amazing moments um, on James Corden and some amazing articles around women's history and that was or, or equity and it was amazing to be able to scream that from the mountaintop so that people would hear that and we continue to want to amplify that throughout the year. Um, a really cool moment too was being able to go back home and visit where I was from and I don't get a chance to go to California as much as I'd like and I definitely don't get a chance to go back to Compton and visit my old school and to visit my ho old house and to visit the course where we practiced, all of those things in all those places, it was quite emotional. And I wanted to take that journey and I took it with my sister Isha, it was like a Team V moment. Um, and we just had this opportunity to just, just look back as we looked forward and as we prepared for the Oscars and, just, and hopefully to win something. And it was just emotional. And I think what, what hit me most of all was like looking back at all the work that went into that. It was just scary. Like it was so much work. And when you just live day by day, you don't really think about it. But as I looked back, I was like, oh my gosh, there were so many hours. And I'm so grateful that you know, me as a young person was dedicated to doing that work so that way I could be here today just living my dream on a daily basis. And that's what life's about, right? So for me now, as I look forward to what's happening next, of course, I look forward to getting back on the court. And of course, I'll let you know as soon as I know what's happening and when I'll be back. But I swear it's soon and I can't wait. And I know the French Open Wimbledon's coming up and I've got so many questions. Are you playing the French? Are you playing Wimbledon? And like I promised you, I'm going to leave a little bit of mystery. I can't tell you exactly when because I feel like I want it to be a surprise, so it will be a surprise, but I will definitely surprise you, and I think that I'm going to have so many um, supporters that have always supported me in my career and the things that I've done on the court, and I can't wait. So in the meantime, I'm watching the playoffs in basketball, getting super motivated about that, and super excited about Formula One, and Formula One being in... Uh, Miami for the first time so that's a great experience and of course you can check out our video on that too and 
after that, yeah, life won't wait. I'm so excited about everything that's coming up, but I thought it'd be fair to give you an update on what's happening, what I'm looking forward to, and thank you guys for always connecting with me and just being here. And lots of love to you, of course. Be well, be safe. Remember to check us out every week on Fridays. And sometimes there's some special videos on other days we always let you know, especially if you have signed up for notifications like I've, you know, asked you to you will absolutely know when we're coming out with the things. So always comment in the comment box and let me know what's on your heart. And lots of love to you, and I'll see you guys next week. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the Tennis Pal Chronicles podcast. We would love to hear from you, so send us an email at pk at tennispal.com. Make sure you download the app and find new people to play with you can actually download the app and find tram dang and send her a message and say hi to our tennis friend in chicago and that's the best part of tennis pal is being able to meet tennis friends tennis pals all over the united states so check out the app and thanks again for listening may all your serves be aces